Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. A Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert and your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. No football practice this week. Nope, Longhorns are off. Sark was asked on Friday during that availability what uh, what's the emphasis over spring break, and he said, I'm paraphrasing here, that life is full of decisions and choices and make good ones over spring break. So no That's issues. Succinctly put. Yeah, yeah. Not nothing fire and brimstone from the head coach on that front. But uh just wanted because I felt like I rushed through everything on Friday because it's just yeah. getting over here and uh I just want to kind of reiterate a couple things just hit on and, and you can get over to Horns twenty four seven to check out my practice notes from Friday, just getting to observe for a little bit. Um but, you know, I felt like the quarterbacks collectively were the sharpest they had been in the, the three times we were out there last week. And, again, it was first day in full pads, and, you know, we're not we're not watching them do much of anything except, you know, routes on air. But, you know, you can – I just like the tempo, the rhythm, the accuracy, the way the ball was jumping out of Quinn Ewer's hand, the way it was jumping out of Arch Manning's hand. just thought the quarterbacks looked like they were both getting more comfortable with just the practice rhythm, the routine of practice. And – you know, Malik Murphy still not throwing as of Friday. Sark said the biggest thing about the quarterbacks between that Friday practice and when the team gets back from spring break is that Malik Murphy's just got to basically do what he can to see if he can get that foot healthy to just get back on the grass and actually start participating in practice again. He's been dressed out. He just hasn't been a full participant. Uh, you know, if he if he's on the shelf, Craig, for any extended amount of time, yeah. Then yeah. the development of Arch Manning then becomes paramount. I was going to say it accelerates, doesn't you, it? You you got to have a backup quarterback. Yeah. I, I'll I'll drive that home till the cows come home. You've got to have a backup quarterback. You can look at the years where Texas has needed one. You don't have to go back very far. Each year, Sark has been on the job. He's needed to go to the backup quarterback by game three. Yep. Once for performance, one was for injury. So the backup quarterback most likely is going to have to end up playing. History tells you they'll end up playing significant snaps. Sark really had some good things to say about two young guys that we didn't see hardly any of last year. One on offense, one on defense. Jaden Blue on offense. Mm-hmm. We ta- He talked all last fall, Craig, about how Jaden Blue made as much progress as anybody in the program from the end of spring practice, really kind of up through the bowl game. He really mm-hmm. liked what Jaden Blue did. And you've got a running back situation now where, especially that first week, where he got a lot of work because you got Keelan Robinson dealing with the, the muscle strain, whatever he's dealing with. Sark hasn't been specific about the injury, but he hasn't been a full participant of practice. Jonathan Brooks hasn't been a full participant because he's recovering from that hernia surgery. So Jaden Blue's getting a lot of run. C.J. Baxter's getting a lot of run. Uh, and that's a position where – you know, maybe a bell cow emerges, but maybe you're just going to have to replicate the production you got from Bijan and Roshan by committee. It could be all of those guys in some different way contributing. Maybe one of those guys hits the portal after spring ball. I don't know, but it's pretty much wide open for snaps as RB1 right now between that group of guys. Uh, just I'll just run down the, the, the role here with the uh, – in terms of position groups, uh, still really like what I'm seeing out of the newcomer receivers, A.D. Mitchell, who, you know, Friday was probably his least effective practice. We'll call it that. He let some balls hit the ground. But, man, Jontae Cook is so good. Craig, you know that. You've seen plenty oh, yeah. of him. And, you know, I, the, uh, Mike Roach and I were talking about this when we were having lunch at Counter Cafe after the Wednesday practice, which when I was on the phone with you and Cam that Wednesday, I was just gushing about Jontae Cook. Whenever the Counter Cafe or on the east side? There's the one over by campus. Yeah. Is yeah. that the one you went to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
the burger was yep top notch. Yep. But uh, we're talking about Mike and I were talking about Jonte Cook, and and he's a little more explosive than this guy, but he he really Jonte really reminds me of Kendall Sanders. Interesting. If you think back to when Kendall Sanders was at Texas, just the subtle explosiveness for a guy that wasn't you know a big possession type receiver, just had incredibly strong hands. Uh, it was a little bit of Kendall Sanders in Jonte Cook's game, but just his ability again, just to go from you know zero to ninety to get the top gear as quick as he can, it, it is extremely impressive. I thought one of the bigger developments was Cole Hudson dressing out. Like when he had the shoulder yeah. surgery, and then Sark said he was a guy that they were counting on. Maybe you get him back at some point after spring break. I'm like, well, that sounds like an awful quick recovery from a shoulder surgery. But to see him dressed out, he wasn't going through drills, but at least being somewhat of a participant on the periphery, we'll call him. That's a really encouraging deal because DJ Campbell's gotten to work at at that right guard spot, and Cole Hudson's a guy that could factor into your mix as a backup center especially with Connor Robertson still having the hand wrap coming off the wrist surgery. So uh, it's a really good deal to see Cole Hudson out there. The other guy that I didn't mention with Jaden Blue switching over to defense, Dre Bledsoe's a guy we heard a ton about in the fall and a ton about in bowl practices. And Sark said right now he's really one of their best athletes on that side of the ball, period. Uh, and he's so unique because he didn't play football his senior year because of that transfer he made. Uh, to Mar- from, from Burton to Marlin, or Bremont to Marlin, excuse me, from Bremont right. to Marlin, uh, didn't play as a senior, uh, got here in the spring, and really last spring he was doing so much catch-up from not playing his senior year that it was really more about conditioning among anything for him. And then, you know, we didn't see him last year, but he gets to be on the scout team and then bowl practices. So now you're talking about a guy at 6'4", you know, 270-ish, that has that kind of elite athleticism. He's going to factor in somewhere for this defense. I don't know where. You know, we keep hearing great things that Byron Murphy's ready to take the next step, and you're still four deep at that D tackle rotation. So I don't know where Jare Bledsoe factors into this thing. Oh, Sark said he might factor into it edge some situationally. He, he's a guy that they're going to. Uh, so I think Sark used the term Rolodex or Rolodexing guys through yeah. that edge position opposite Barron. Well, that's an old term, isn't it? See, Rolodex. Yeah, I haven't heard that one in a minute. Yeah. Show of hands out there, the, the youthful of you. If you know, do you know what a Rolodex Cameron, is? Do you know what a Rolodex that is? I do know. Okay, okay. Right. not on a Cadillac converter, but I do know what a Rolodex is. I think I had <laughs> okay. one actually okay. growing up. Did you really? Nice. Okay. Uh, again, can't say enough about Anthony Hill and Leonga LaFowle, the job they're doing. Uh, really like the secondary, too, just from a body type standpoint. The only bad thing is Jalen Catalan still recovering from the shoulder surgery that he had at Arkansas. Uh, so, But it's been it's given Keaton Crawford a time uh, to get some reps with the ones. So that's what's in, so interesting about spring. It's, it's guys that, you know, I say the same thing about Mo Blackwell, getting some run at linebacker. Guys that we've seen as kind of core special teams guys or guys in backup roles, now it's for some of these guys who can take that next step and become a starting caliber player. Because even though you might be number two on the depth chart, you know the way this game works, some of those backups are going to have to end up playing. Not, and I know I talked about quarterback. Some of these other guys further down the depth chart are going to have to end up playing significant snaps for you at some point. So don't lose sight of, of a Jeray Bledsoe, a Mo Blackwell, even you know on offense like a Casey Kane at receiver. His ability to continue to develop. Gunner Helm with as much 12 personnel as Sark likes to run. Those running backs, that's a violent position where you could churn through a few guys in a given season. So I like the depth overall on this team. From now, really, until you get to Rice on September 2nd, it's all about can you take this depth and turn it into talented depth? Yeah. The big question there for that. Okay. Uh, 
there's your uh, there's your uh, Longhorn Notebook with Jeff talking little, some football. Nice little football discussion Absolutely. on the show. Uh, we had somebody on the Specs text line. Oh, uh, our, our friend Tom uh, uh, mentioned and said, Roshan Johnson came out to watch some of the UT women's tennis match against Oklahoma State yesterday up close and personal. He's big. Looks more like a linebacker than a running back. Good to see Roe out there. Roe's about two. 220, between 220 and 225. He's yeah. 6'2". So. Uh, Longhorn baseball, 5-0 uh, on the homestand so far. This kind of beat Manhattan in the submission over the weekend and, and did that. Uh, they have North Dakota State coming in tomorrow and Wednesday for a double midweek, and then they uh, continue the uh, homestand with the privateers in New Orleans. New Orleans was the team uh, victimized, I think, by the horrible umpire calls. Oh, my gosh. The one that got the umpire suspended yeah. for those horrific strike you see, calls. Did you, you saw that, didn't you, Cam? Oh, my goodness. I don't I don't know how, as a player, I mean, the, the, it was so bad, the catcher of the opposing team like held back the batter because even they knew they were throwing the ball how back egregious the it was. I, I think that was New Orleans actually benefited from it because yeah. it might have been Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State. State. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, was yeah. victimized by it. So, yeah, the privateers will be in uh, <laughs> this weekend. That was awful. That was really, really bad. I'll say one thing about the Manhattan series, because we know in this homestand, before you get to that series with Tech, you're you're playing some winnable games. Uh, you mean si- the fact that they're 259 in the RPI? Did that strike your attention? <laughs> did, did you know Manhattan has a higher RPI than Baylor, though? Yeah, how about that? At last check? Yeah. I thought, I was like, that can't be right. I'm like, oh, it's, it's right. Um this was supposed to be a weekend where Texas played Oregon State. Yep. And when that fell through, you're at a point where you're really scrambling. To get an opponent for a weekend period. series at this point late. So it, from what I was told, it was either going to be Manhattan or mm-hmm. you were probably going to have to do a three-game with Texas Southern. Yeah. So neither a, was a SWAC team yeah. or you know Manhattan. At that point, it's probably going to count the same against your RPI. I think so. they have Texas Southern later in the year, too. Yeah, for a midweek. Yeah, yeah. They'll be in here for a midweek. So, yeah, it's uh just wasn't ideal, you yeah. know, an ideal scheduling situation. But, hey, credit to Bevo's. You yeah. played 3-1-3, so yep. all you there can you do go. is Five play, on the, home stand play so the ones far. in front of, that are in front of you. And it's always a good feeling just to have your head above water, above the 500 mark now. Uh, speaking of 500, Peyton Powell is just tearing the cover off he the is. ball right he now. He is. He has found his groove. It's, ama- it's amazing how productive he is, Craig, now that he's finally healthy. It makes a big <laughs> difference. Uh, J-Dub says, uh, hey, uh, you know, um, uh, what about the kid from Marlin? You just talked about the kid. Well, from I've Marlin. talked about Jeray Bledsoe. Yeah, Darian yeah. Dillette still dealing with the yep. ACL injury, yeah. so he's yeah he's going to be. You know, yep. Don't plan on seeing much of him yeah. maybe at all in twenty twenty three. What's up, fellas? Any chance our seniors on the basketball team come back for a fifth year? I think the only one eligible was Dylan DeSue. That's it. That's and it. and Dylan has said he hadn't made that decision. He was asked at the, the news conference. Uh, and said uh, in Kansas City, he said he hadn't made a decision. He'll talk with his family. He did go through the Senior Day celebration, but that he said he would just to have be able to experience that just in case he doesn't come back. He yeah. said it did not indicate for sure that he wasn't. He just wanted to have that experience, and nothing wrong with that. So he did. I mean, Jordan Shipley threw, went through <laughs> three of them. I think I two of them. He did two of them. Uh, both both Gave had a few maybe. Uh, Stoner wants to know why no Beavers. They they. They opted out. They bailed out on it. Decided not to do it. So 
uh, there you are with that. Somebody said any thoughts on the Academy Awards last night, uh, Craig? I didn't get to see any of them. I didn't watch, I didn't watch any I was, of it either. I, didn't, I was flying back with the women's team. They didn't get started until late, so that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I, I, uh, I pulled my there. Craig College Sports Sicko card last night. You know what I watched instead of the, uh, the Academy Awards? What would you watch? I watched the NIT selection show. Wow, look at yeah. you. Um, yeah, it was, I did it. I'll hey, admit can it. you explain to me why? Because I'm not uh, – I, all I saw was the selection. And, again, I was on a plane coming back. Why Oklahoma State, the top overall seed in the NIT, is starting off on the road? Is somebody playing at Gallagher Iba Arena? Uh, they might have a wrestling deal at Gallagher Iba. Wrestling meat, as uh, they would say hey, in man, the, the you, Breakfast Club. You know this, and yeah, people that wrestling's don't, aren't big from up that there. part of the country. Wrestling's it's, probably everybody about every bit as big as football is in Stillwater, Oklahoma. That's where the uh, Collegiate Wrestling Hall of Fame is. Is there? It's in Stillwater, so it's it's big. But Gallagher Iba not available, so they're playing at Youngstown State. Uh, tomorrow night, I believe it is, or Wednesday, in in the NIT. Oklahoma State, the top overall seed in the NIT, and they're opening on the road playing there. So not able to go. I did notice, let's see, um, North Texas made the NIT. Sam Houston made the NIT. In fact, now Sam Houston's got a tough assignment. I think they have to go out west. They have to play at Santa Clara. If they win and North Texas wins. Okay, here it is. I'm yep. from the Oklahoman. Uh, OSU declined to host the opening game due to a large amount of commitments for athletic staff this week. OSU is the host school for the NCAA wrestling tournament in Tulsa, requiring a large contingent of workers to be in Tulsa. OSU's women's basketball team will also be on the road for the NCAA tournament. Other teams are also on the road. So it's a staffing issue. Staffing issues. Okay. All right, so they have a staff infection, so to speak. And even even for big conference games, it's not like they were just sprinting through the turnstiles at Gallagher Iba this right, season. Right, right. So, so, uh, so they're going to open on the road at Youngstown State, even though they're the top overall seed in the NIT. Uh, Sam Houston and North Texas both made it. If both win their first-round games, they'll play each other in the second round, which could be a pretty good matchup in the second round of the NIT if, if that were to happen there. That was... I guess probably about all that stood out to be up the NIT. That the fact that North Carolina did decline to participate. Any, any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't really like what they articulated as the reasonings for not. Yeah, going. the Hubert Davis statement. It was very like vague about yeah. development of the team. Okay, kind of develop your team by playing games. Just to be honest. Like, look, we had a bad year. We just kind of want to be done yeah. with this whole deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, when Texas had that run under Rick Barnes making the NCAA tournament happen in uh, 2013, they took that CBI invitation because he said, we've got a real young basketball team. We've got to play games. They only played one. But he said, we need to play games. And you know, if they'd won their first round game, you know where the, what would have happened for the second round game? I've tried to block that thing out. No, I don't They remember. would have been on the road at George Mason. Where Rick Barnes began his coaching career, interesting. They would have played at George Mason. I was kind of, I was hoping for that at that point. It, you know, uh, not that I was in a, you know, a tremendous grip to do a lot of CBI games, but just, just that whole thing, that whole uh, theme behind that. But anyway, uh, that's, are you are you uh, are you sitting there courtside at Hoffines Pavilion as a rat crawls over your foot, just watching the final seconds it's a tick? Rat. Just watching the final seconds tick down, like man, this is just this is sad. This is a sad ending to a season. Well, remember, it ended in the last seconds. It was a tip in shot 
They lost something like 73-72 or something like that. They lost on a tip-in. Uh, they didn't get to use Cam Ridley. He had an allergy issue. That's right, yeah. So uh, they lost on a last-second shot. You know what stands out to me about that deal, that whole CBI thing? The day before the game, um, they're going through a practice, and Rick Barnes is standing there, and I'm just standing there with my engineer, Mike Pertle, and we're hooking up equipment and stuff. And I'm standing probably about as close as I am to you, and he's just standing with his arms folded, and he's watching the uh, workout going on, and he just says, almost like to no one in specific, except that he called my name, and he goes, it's all going to change, Craig. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, it's all going to change. And he was just like, without even looking at him, he was looking out the floor, and it was almost like some big philosophical statement was coming, and I said, what's going to change? He goes, this. He said, we can't ever do this again. He said, "This is this is all going to change. We got to turn this thing around next year." And they did get into Milwaukee yeah. in the second round of the tournament. But um, I always remember him standing there, going, "It's all going to change, Craig. It's all got to change." So, um, and uh, I remember Augie saying a very similar thing to me uh, later that spring in thirteen about it. It all had to change after they I've, didn't even make. I vividly remember David Pierce at the end of 2019. Same deal. Sitting, sitting here, his, his first words were, I'm not, I, just, I don't know what's going to change, but I'm not going to sit here and be 27 and 27 again. Yep. Yep. No no doubt about it. Men of action. By the way, how big was the rat at Hoffines? <laughs> they, it wouldn't have been out at courtside. It would have been in that tunnel area. No, no disrespect, U of H fans. I'm sure Fertitta Center doesn't have rats. They completely redid yeah. it. Yeah, completely redid it from that. Yeah, absolutely. 